Welcome to Social Capital Expert, a show where we discover the value of social capital and how cultivating strategic relationships is critical to our success. In each episode, your host, Sarah Francis McDaniel, will explore the stories of fascinating people from all over the world to better understand how their ability to build relationships has led to their success. We will uncover tips, tricks, and practical ways that you too can become a social capital expert. Hi, and welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have my good friend, Dimitrian Beal. Thank you for having me. Hey, here we go again. You know, we did this once and the first time it got deleted. So we're doing it again. So thanks for coming back. <laughs> no, worries, no worries, no worries, no The last one. Uh, you know, Dimitrian, before you get into where we are today and mm -hmm. what you have going on today, will you give us a little bit of background about yourself? Maybe where you're from and what you, where you started? Go for the whole spiel, huh? Um, well, I was born in Salvador, Brazil. Um, I was adopted to the States when I was five years old. Um, I attended high school in Huntington Beach, California, um, University of Tennessee, where I played um, football there. I'm full of volunteers, drafted by the Atlanta Falcons in 2003, played for the Falcons, then came to the Broncos, played here for four years, and ended at the Tennessee Titans. So that was my athletic career. And after that, I transferred into the business world of the great marijuana industry <laughs> here in Colorado after I retired. It was just a good um, transition for me business-wise. Um, just learning something new, so it was fun. And then now, I'm just a venture capitalist now. <laughs> awesome. Well, so, uh, you know, take us back. So how did you get from Brazil to the States and then kind of into football? Uh, football just randomly happened, to be honest with you. Um, it was one of those things where I decided to try my senior year play football um, after I was um, in soccer for so long and it just turned out I was just really good at football. <laughs> well, your size kind of helps with that. But no, I was short at that point. Really? I didn't get tall until later. Yeah, I literally grew like five inches over a summer. Wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, so my brother and I were both adopted from Brazil and that's just how it kind of, that's how I got here to this point, um, to that point, I guess, just random occurrences. <laughs> Well, okay, so then take us from football to the dispensaries. How did that transition happen? Um, in 2010, when kind of football was kind of coming to an end for me, um, just looking for something else to get into, I just always been um, kind of adventurous in that nature of learning things new. Um, being here in Colorado, it was so prevalent and just growing in that aspect. It was just something that I can take that energy from football and kind of just put myself into that. So that's how that kind of came along, just meeting different people here in the industry. And um, it just kind of grew, curiosity grew, and I just enveloped myself into it, just financed um, dispensary. So I had one in Boulder, one in Denver, and one up in Frisco in the wow. mountains. And um, had my own cultivation center. So that's how kind of it came about. All right. Into it, yeah. Awesome. And so then with dispensaries, how did that all, this was back in 2010, so this is when before. It was before the boom. This yeah. is when it was like the gold rush. This is the first, <laughs> the first wave of the gold rush. Right. Yeah, that's the truth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so did you man like build those out and manage those or how did you, what was your interaction? Yeah, I was an owner operator at that okay. point. So I kind of had to learn on the fly um, since, I mean, coming from football, I just had that mindset. Of, if I have a playbook, I can I know how to maneuver myself. So I had a playbook of how we grow. I had a playbook of how we did 
operations, you know, just how it kind of crossed between. So I was just in there. It cost me a lot in the end, <laughs> to be honest, but I think the experience of it helped me grow into a, another level of entrepreneurship. Okay, so then can you take us through a little bit of like how your relationships really helped be critical to that success or, or losing money, I guess, is what you did there. But how did you, were relationships a piece of what brought you into some of that? Yeah, like I said, I just, people I met. Yeah. Um, when you're in the light of, I guess you said, athletes, you meet so many people, but most people don't know how to monetize those relationships. I was never afraid to talk to anyone from any industry, whether it be, you know, business industry, construction industry, you know, whatever it was. Um, so just all the people I met from that time of being in sports, no matter where it was, that's how I kind of learned and came into the, that realm of the dispensary era. Um, so that's was my experience of how I took relationships and people that I had met and kind of use it for myself to kind of grow into a different kind of, um, I guess you say, business owner or, business, or operator. Awesome. So, you know, you're one of the most well kind of traveled and well, <laughs> you know, connected people that I know. Uh, people, it doesn't really matter where you are or what you're doing, uh, people want to know you and want to talk to you. I've been there and it's like, you walk into the room and everyone's like, hey, who's that and I need to know him. Um, is there kind of, you know, some things that you think when you're building your network or when you're engaging with people that you feel like are sort of the key ingredients to being able to connect with other people? Um, I think connection is just that of just connecting. I mean, I think a lot of people go into situations and they think of, um, you know, what can I get out of this relationship or this conversation or this, um, this networking event rather than just engaging with people. We're still people at the end of the day, no matter what you're doing, what business you are. And I think if we tap into that, I think that's what's helped me in the past. Just when I meet someone is rather than just think about what I can get from them. It's more about eh, where, where can we connect? Oh, you're from California too. Oh man, you know, I lived in Huntington Beach. Oh, you did too. Oh man. Yeah. You know, I love to surf. Did you surf? <laughs> no, you don't surf. Oh, okay. You know, it, and it builds from there. It's just yeah. conversation, people talking and you know, whether it develops into something or not, it will go into something else. Like I've met people and we never did anything, but they may meet someone who on the same path that I was trying to do and they connect us yeah. just from that, simple interaction he and I had, or her and I had. And it, I think that's what's helped me, I guess, go further, you know, rather I'm in another country and I meet someone and they talk about football and I, I play football, you know, and it, and it just blossoms into things later, rather it's me and this person or someone they know in their network, so. I know recently you just got your uh, citizenship somewhere. <laughs> That's pretty exciting. Can you tell us a little bit about what that looks like? I'm a, well, I'm a resident of Sweden now. Um, I was traveling in Europe like 2014 and um, it's literally, and um, <laughs> I ended up in Stockholm, Sweden, super random. And I was at a coffee shop just hanging out and somebody looked at me and said, you're obviously not from here. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Truly, you're not from here. And then we just got to talking. It was just a simple football conversation. Like, oh, do you, do you play sports? And you're telling me there's football there. And I'm like, oh, okay, you have football in Sweden. Didn't know that. And next thing you know, next year I came back there and I was coaching football in Stockholm, Sweden. And that blossomed to later, um, me of training athletes there. And I ended up starting a training business there with another Swede. And that's kind of how I became a, a resident there in Stockholm. So I, now I have a training business in Stockholm, Sweden. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, and then also Brazil. 
Yeah, that's just, you know, Brazil's just because where I was born, you know, so I have to choose between my residency now. I can't have three passports. <laughs> they won't let me have three passports. That's a problem to have, right? Yeah, you can't yeah. have three. I'm a, I'm a global citizen anyway, so yeah. it doesn't matter. Oh my gosh, it's awesome. <laughs> uh, so can you tell us a little bit about, like, you know, just having been traveled in all of these different countries, most of the time you travel solo. Uh, what is your kind of your experience when it comes to you know just connecting with people whether you speak the same language or not? Like I said, we're, no matter what language you speak, we're all people. And at the end of the day, whether it's been I've been in Italy. I mean, do I speak Italian? No, and no. But just the fact of connecting, I'm in someone's country and I want to learn. I might want to learn about what they're doing, what's going on over there. And it's just being that openness to learn, which will always help you are going along your path. Just being open to whatever's going on, whether it's uncomfortable or not, and to get out of your comfort zone and just like, hey, we're all people and, you know, just go experience it. This experience is the best thing, it's the best tool for anything, for the best tool to grow business, relationship, anyway, just experience, new experiences. Well, and it sounds like curiosity and open-mindedness are huge in your philosophy of relationship building. 100%, that's how you innovate. Uh, you gotta be open. So when you, um, you know, kind of look back on, on where you've come and where you're, you are now and where you're going, do you sort of have any advice that you would give people who are really wanting to develop their network and maybe um, understand more about how to connect with people? Um, I think it's just go back to your, your intentions. Don't go into every situation with an agenda. I think that's the hard part about people now everyone has an agenda so if you go into everything with an agenda that means everything else is a nail you're a hammer all the time there's no room for i think just for just no room to be open because you're going into every situation you're going into a networking event we all know why we're here we right. want to network but you don't have to go into everything just so dead on because that makes you more it makes everything stressful it makes everything you don't think you gain anything, so you're, and it's always drive mode rather than just being as open mode. So I think that's the advice I would give anyone who's trying to grow their network or grow their, you know, their social standings or of, of how they are trying to grow whatever business or idea they have is just stop having an agenda all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's huge. Uh, you know, and, and in some of your entrepreneurial experience, you know, I know you've had sort of highs and lows, um, but, you There's know, overall it's just continued. <laughs> uh, can you tell us a little bit about just some of the, you know, examples of kind of what you've experienced through becoming an entrepreneur, going from football into more of this business sense, and sort of what, you know, kind of what those experiences have been like? Um, well, I had to pay for my own MBA. In school and outside of school, <laughs> just by just school, the, the just, school of hard knocks. Yes, kind of thing. it's an expensive school. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, those are experiences that you 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 pay for it. But there's nothing else that's going to train you for for later on. Like I have my MBA from Georgia on Washington, but I got my MBA on a job being in my own business. Because things that you learn in school, you're never going to learn unless you've actually been in there. Um, so those are kind of things that I had to learn just on the operations of how to everyday run things and you know if I have a GM that's running this part or if I have my grower that was doing this part I had to learn all those different specific traits to kind of put into my own sauce which transferred into how to run my training company how to do how to vet a company I wanted to invest in um, 
or if I were to look at a stock, just all these different things that I had to just delve into. And just like I said, you had to be open to it to kind of learn it and just say, I don't, I don't know this, but I want to learn it. And I had to take a step back and take my ego back and say, okay, I'm gonna learn. <laughs> Tell me what I need to do. Give me the playbook. I'm gonna learn the playbook. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's huge. Just being able to you know admit that you're wrong and then or <laughs> that you don't know something. That's the hardest thing to admit what you don't know. Yeah, and uh, know have some humility there to be able to say, but I'm willing to learn. Right, right. To say I don't know it, but how can I learn it? Yeah. 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 Now, I know you're um, involved in some things today. Can you mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about what you're involved in now? The biggest one I have right now is a company called SoundFi. And it's basically the premises you wear your headphones in the movie theater and it's 3D audio. A lot of different companies have tried this before and that's the biggest one I'm in now. So now we've been doing a lot of feature films. We started off with The Equalizer 2. That was like a couple years ago. Um, then we had the John Wick 3 movie, the Pet Cemetery movie. Um, we have Dora the Explorer that's coming up and the <laughs> next pick one would be Gemini Man with cool. Will Smith. Yeah. Um, so what happens is, so it was a demand worldwide for movies in your own language without the awful part of dub. So when you go see a movie and a dub is on, the sound is terrible. It's just an awful experience. So what we found was that a lot of people didn't go to the movies because language and that barrier. So we kind of... I guess you could say mediated that and got around <laughs> that and just got to, right to uh, to people and it's been a really great great response with the movie studios. Um, I'm, so we were partners when we have Sony and Paramount right now cool. pictures as a partner. Um, hopefully we'll have Disney at some point. Um, but yeah, so that's the next big one right so now. So people actually can go get these headphones and they hear. It's this not stuff. headphones, so it's just an app. So it's an app on your phone. It's called Soundfight the Movies on iPhone and Android. Okay. And just download the app and you can wear your own headphones. It's optimized for your headphones. So okay. people, the question is about do I have to have your headphones? No, it's your own. Your own buds, your own over the ear, whatever headphones okay. you have. Throw those bad boys on. Um, you download the app. Um, go to whatever movie you're going to see um, that's in SoundFi, just click on it, you download the soundtrack to your phone and go to the theater, push sync and you're in there and it's your own experience and everyone has ever used it right now, just the word is immersed. Cool. You're just immersed in it and that's, that's the, um, I guess the selling point of it, yeah. Awesome. Well, check it out. We'll make sure we have uh, links to all of that on the yeah, show notes yeah, for yeah. you so people can go and check it out for themselves. Sound five movies. Now, one of the funniest stories, I mean, I don't know that it's funny, but I love the story. Um, it must is my the, own demise or something. Yeah, well, is the story <laughs> about um, your Bitcoin situation. Can you tell us a little bit about, you know, um, these random relationships and how they have ended up being profitable for you? That's the most random relationship <laughs> because, yeah, you never know. So, um, in 2011, I think it was, um, so one of my friends, he was telling us about Bitcoin. It was Bitcoin and a dinar. Yeah. Um, of, a, of a currency that was trying to become of a, <laughs> of a government where we were buying dinars and Bitcoins. And I'm like, dude, what the hell is this? And I looked at it a little bit more. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's, 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 let's look at it. So I bought maybe like a hundred maybe like 105 bitcoins and they were like nothing they were only like ten dollars at the time maybe 20. and i was buying bitcoins just because i know you can buy stuff off the internet <laughs> <laughs> off the dark web i'm like we can really this is what we can do and so i just held on to these things for years cut to this is 2000 
16, no, 17. So, excuse me, I'm 17, and I'm in Brazil coaching at this time. And I'm finishing a meeting, and then um, my broker calls me. He's like, hey, what are you doing right now? I'm like, I'm just finishing a meeting. What's going on? He's like, hey, I need you to go on online real quick and look this up. I'm like, dude, I, I don't have time to do that. Can you just tell me what's going on? He's like, just look it up. I'm like, I told my friends, like, man, can you look this up right quick? It's, it's, it's Bitcoin. Just look it up right quick. And then he looked at me. He's like, what was it for? I'm like, just tell me what it is. He's like, so it's trading like 14000 I was like, wait, wait, it's what? And I was like, hey, man, what's going on? Is this real right now? He was like, yeah, man. I was like, how many do I have here? He's like, you have about 95. Like, I'm like, oh, did you sell these? So I literally, I cleared like 1.3. <laughs> <laughs> on a some random, right, right, right. some random person that he was open and curious to talk to. Yeah, you can't beat that kind of return. Uh, you can't beat that kind of return. That's awesome. I literally run around. I was like, no, <laughs> no. Yeah, that's the most random of all. Yeah, of stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love was, it. I'm like, I remember when you called me and we were talking about that. I was like, oh my god, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's Randomness. super fun. Yeah. Randomness. It's yeah. super fun to be just to be in the right place at the right time on that one. That really what that was. That's like being part of a tech boom. Yeah, that's like a good one. That's a nice payoff there. Uh, you know, how about you know just kind of any other thoughts that you have that you just would like to share or that you think would be um, important for people to just know about how you think about things or how you've gotten to where you are. Um, the way I've got to where I am to this point, I mean. It becomes like any venture or any person who's developed or gotten to any point in life of success is that it becomes a lonely road of going there. And I've been there to where I was so dead on focused on creating that you get kind of blinders and you start to realize that you start missing things in life. And I went through that point to where my head was down so so much on what I was trying to do that I started missing little parts of life. and. I would tell people to demand, even though you're trying to create and you want to make something work, don't forget to keep your head up sometime and pay attention to what's going on in life because you will start missing things. Um, networks are only as good as how you cultivate them and how you take care of them. So you have to take care of yourself Absolutely. before you can grow your network. So like I said, be open always, but never forget to keep your head up sometime and just not worry about creating all the time yeah yeah it, it's it's a point that we all have to get and we have to realize okay just breathe <laughs> just fucking breathe and chill good out advice yeah good yeah advice. it just become a hustle and bustle sometime and i was experiencing i know what it was and i start you like you just start like you said you just start missing missing things all the time you know just like i said just so just calm down breathe enjoy these things <laughs> enjoy those times um and it'll make for a great business, whatever you're trying to do, it'll make it better because it makes you better. So that's just, I guess, my my little mantra, my little two cent for anyone who's, who listens. Yeah. <laughs> it works for me. I mean, I hope it works for someone else also. Yeah, no, I think it will. And it's great insight into just sort of your overall thoughts on life. You know, do you, um, when you say it's important to take care of yourself, do you have any tips for, you know, kind of how we might be able to do that or how you do that? Um, read something that you don't know nothing, anything about. That's a really good way because it keeps your mind expanded, it keeps your mind open. If you just, if you only read or look at things that you only know all the time, it doesn't help you expand. So I would say, and I try to do this, I try to read something I know nothing about. 
Really? Like what? Um, right now, so I'm just reading about poetry. I don't know anything poetry? about poetry. Yeah. So wow. It's an interesting concept of how you develop it, where it comes from in the mind and in the body and, and where it comes from. So that's just what I just started reading about now. Um, before that... You might be the next Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> hey! Let's, let's bring it back. Let's Demetrian, bring it back a little bit. Let's make it Leandro back. Leandro Veal, the next Either that Edgar or, Poe. or just language. It's like um, just how I learned Swedish, you know. I'm, such a random language and you know I just I know nothing about it so I just learned how to speak Swedish you know just just always something. be learning yeah 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 it just it keeps you open like it, it helped me learn their culture it helped me learn about the people there and how if I'm gonna start a business there I'm muscle learn the culture so you know just whatever it is just keep your mind open to something new and try to learn something new sometime yeah, yeah. well you're about to learn a whole lot of new stuff You've got an exciting announcement or, or something exciting happening. I don't think that matters. You're though. having a baby. I Tell don't us think a little bit matters. about it. It matters big time. You're about to have the biggest learning experience of your life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, let's be real. You're about to learn a whole lot. Uh, yeah, so tell us a little bit about your baby. He's not here yet. He's so not I don't know here yet. We haven't met yet, so I don't know anything about him. <laughs> oh, we're excited. We're going to have to post a little, a little picture of him in the show notes when we get there. i tell you what, he's going to be a little weirdo. He's going to be that. awesome. He's going to be a weirdo. Yeah. Well, I'm really excited about that for you as well. And um, yeah, and so we just really appreciate you coming. If there's anything you'd like to, any new adventure you're going on or anything that people can connect with you on or follow you, okay. um, please let us know now. And um, That's the biggest one, SoundFi at the movies. Um, that will be coming to a lot of theaters around you. So like Harkins, AMC theaters, um, a lot of the Regals, they'll be coming to like East Coast people have the Sinopolis. Okay. Um, that's one of our partners. Our next big event, like I said, will be movie Gemini Man that comes out in October. Okay. Um, we'll be a part of. And next year for the Super Bowl, we're doing an event in Miami for the Super Bowl. Um, we're having like kiosk for uh, fans and stuff to experience sound five. So we're going to mix um, a quick like a three minute NFL game so they can sound five so you can get all the extra cool. boom cracks and all that good stuff <laughs> to hear. Um, so that would be the next thing people look look to. That would be on well, um, on our, our IG. You can look at at soundfi or soundfi.com. Okay. Yeah. Check it out. Awesome. We'll have all that in the show notes as well. Check it out. Uh, you know, thank you for coming for doing this again. I'm sorry <laughs> that I uh, messed up that first one somehow. It happens and, to the best. <laughs> yeah, especially when you're just getting it all figured out. Um, but yeah, and thank you, and um, we look forward to having you back and staying connected with you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, maybe we can redo it again sometime. Hey, maybe we'll redo it again. I'll yeah, try not yeah. to delete this one. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for coming. Thanks. That's all for this episode of Social Capital Expert. Please visit socialcapitalexpert.com for show notes, additional episodes, and to see who will be visiting us next on the show. Also, be sure to check out our upcoming Social Capital Mixers. These are events where we can connect in person to build social capital. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to having you join us for the next episode.